I remember well the day I was sure that I would die. I remember it well because it happened right down the road. Right over there at EKU at the Ropes Challenge Course. I remember it well. I'm not a fan of heights. And it was a situation where I didn't really have a choice. Just ask Suzanne Thompson. Didn't have a choice. The parents of the boys I was coaching in basketball decided we needed a team building event. And we were going to do the ropes challenge at EKU. I, my heart raced, my palms sweated, and it was a rough, rough day. But I didn't even get hurt once, and I survived. But I know now what a challenge is all about. I've had challenges before. We've probably all faced challenges, but buddy, that one got to me. I didn't know if I would get through it or not. And somebody says, well, Mike, didn't they have harnesses hooked to you? Well, yeah. But I still don't like being up there because for all I know, my harness was not going to work if I fell. So I know what a challenge is. This year, once a month, we're going to talk about or see some case studies in godly leadership. Brian Mackinnon is teaching class in here on Sunday mornings this quarter on leadership, and I'm supporting that with a, a monthly study on the same. And I want us to think today about Joshua, the leader of God's people, Joshua the challenger. Joshua, in the passage that was just read for us, challenged the people. And he said, I want you to be fearless servants who run from trouble and stand. And Joshua is the one who has the right to make a challenge because Joshua faced challenges and he was successful. I want you to think with me today about the idea of being challenged. I want our leaders of this church to think about challenging the people as our shepherds and as our deacons, as Bible teachers, as program coordinators. I want all of us to think about challenging each other. And I want all of us to think about being challenged and what I'm supposed to do. And tonight we're going to talk about that. What happens when I'm challenged? But for today, let's notice the challenge. As children of God, we can take the things that Joshua gave and we can make a great challenge for us as we live the Christian life. Think with me, if you will. Joshua said, I want you to be fearless. Fearless. 
Now, Joshua is a great example of one who was fearless. Here's a guy who took over leading the people of God, following one of the greatest leaders they ever had, Moses. You know the statement we use all of the time, you don't want to follow the person who is very successful at a job, you want to follow the fellow or the lady who followed that successful person because you don't want to have to live up to the great standard they just set. Joshua said, I don't care. Moses, a great leader, brought them out of Egypt and Joshua stood up and said, okay, Lord, if you want me, I will do it. He was fearless because God had already said, and Moses even made the prophecy in Deuteronomy 33, Joshua, here are these people you're going to take. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to listen. They're going to be unfaithful. They're going to fall away. They're going to be a challenge. They're not going to stay with it. In fact, God was saying there's going to come a time when they're going to go off into captivity. And it happened hundreds of years later. But it was a process of time. Joshua said, it's okay. I'll step in and work with that people. No matter how difficult they might be. Because Joshua was fearless. In Exodus 33, the Bible calls him a young man. And therefore, he was going to lead a people and didn't let his youth stand in the way. He was fearless. Today, if you are young and you think it is not really me needing to take the challenges, I'm going to wait till I am older. No, no. Joshua started as a young man. We start taking challenges early on so that we can learn to face them. Children need to be taught the value of challenges and how to be successful with them. And adults need to model what it means to take a challenge and to go with it. Joshua was fearless in these challenges. So what does it mean to be fearless? If we're challenging each other today to be fearless, what does it mean? First of all, it means that you are in love. You're in love. In, a, in, a, in an idea that we understand in relationships, the fear is before that. The fear was, oh boy, I want to ask them out or I want to go out, but I don't know if I can do it. That's fear. But after you've established a relationship, there's no fear anymore. It's just natural. It's right. To be fearless is to be in love. John said in 1 John 4 and verse 18, perfect love casts out fear. For the one who fears has not been made perfect in love. I'm challenging us today to be fearless by being in love with God. Being in love with God takes fear away. Number two, to be fearless means I accept who I really am. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1 in verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. I need to accept who I really am. 
Not who the world might think that I am. Not even who I think I am because I'm disappointed in me. But rather, I need to think of myself as God thinks of me. Here is who you really are. You don't need to be afraid. I give you all the power and strength you need to be fearless. Is to know who we really are and accept that reality for ourselves. To be one who is fearless. I have to be one who is is able to take where I am and be right there all the time. I need to be one who can say, okay, I'm there. I'm not afraid. I don't care. Because you know why? I can't be defeated. Romans 8, that's what Paul said. Who can separate us from the love of God? Neither tribulation or stress or peril or famine or nakedness or sword. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We cannot be defeated. That's what it means to be fearless. To know that I cannot lose. Joshua challenged those people as they were going into a brand new land. I want you to be fearless. Going into that new place to do something they've never done before. I want you to be fearless. And to be fearless, you can be successful. Number two, he said, I want you to be servants. I want you to be servants. Joshua was a great servant. In Numbers 13, God had already promised, I'm going to give you the land. The land is yours, but I want you to do your job and do your responsibility to take it. And and he was one of the the spies who was chosen to go and spy out the land. It makes sense if you're going to take a land to spy it out first. And he was one who chose to do so. Willingly, he served, and he walked that entire land, and they all came back, and they said the exact same thing. This is a great land. God's brought us to a wonderful place. It flows with milk and honey. Everything we want is right there. But, hmm, there were some who said, wait a minute, we can't do this. The people are too great. We can't win. We're going to get beaten. Joshua, the servant of the Lord, said, wait a minute. The Lord is on our side. We can fight. We can win because he's already promised us victory. Joshua was a great servant. He served the Lord. He knew because of his fearlessness that they were going to win the battle. God wants us to be servants. So what does it mean to be a servant of the Lord? In the text read for us, he said, Serve the Lord in sincerity and in truth. To be a servant of the Lord, number one, you got to be all in. All in. The word used there means to be blameless. It's translated that almost every time in the Old Testament. Blameless. That's not a term about 
moral perfection. It's a term about saying, I'm not holding off anything back here. I'm not keeping anything in reserve. I'm all in. You can't blame me for trying halfway. You can't blame me because I'm not just sticking a toe in. I'm jumping in. Those people needed to be all in. Joshua was all in. He stood right there in front of those other ten and said, you're wrong. We can win. We need to be all in. Our shepherds want us to be all in. Our deacons in areas that they manage want people who will be all in with them. We want parents who are all in. We want marriages where people are all in. It's a matter of commitment to be blameless. You don't hold anything back. You're all in. But a servant number two is all right. My concern is about what is right and what is truth. That's what a servant looks for. What is truth? Joshua stood there in front of those people and he said, basically, here is what they say, here is what I say. But I know the Lord's on my side. Where do you think truth is? This passage in Joshua 24 was after they had already conquered the land. And he was able then to prove to them, see, I was right. When we're all in and we're all right, we can be successful. Of course, those people believe the ten, as you remember the story. And they were not permitted to go into the promised land. It was their failure to accept the leadership of Joshua that made them turn around and have to be in the wilderness for 40 years. Because they weren't all in. And they didn't believe that God was all right. Joshua and God are calling us to be servants. Number three, Joshua said, run from trouble. Get away. Don't stay where the problem is. In Joshua 7, they faced a terrible situation. They took the first city in the promised land, Jericho, and you know the story. They marched around it for seven days, and finally on that seventh day, marching around it the seventh time, the walls fell and they conquered the city of Jericho. God said, I get the first of everything. That city is mine. You get nothing. Don't take any money. Don't take any clothing. Don't take any animals. Don't take any people. I get it all. One guy took some gold and some costly clothing and hid them in the floor of his tent. They went out the next day to conquer this little bitty city called Ai. In fact, they didn't even send the entire army because it was so small and they lost a terrible battle. Joshua was distraught. Lord, I'm all in. What's going on? Oh, there's sin in the camp. Joshua knew we've got to run from difficulty. We've got to run, that is, from trouble, from sin, 
from strife. And with the Lord's help, they identified who the problem person was, Achan. And as the Bible directed them, capital punishment was the result. And they stoned him to death for failing to obey God. It is important to run away from that which is wrong. It wasn't enough simply to say, that's wrong. You got to run away from it. And he did. And he put it far away from the people. Listen to what Paul said when he identified what it means to run from trouble. Here's what it means. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. Come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. You will be my sons and I'll be your father. To run from trouble means you got to come out. You got to stay out and you have to stay away. In triplicate, he is making the point. Come out. Don't look back at it like Lot's wife did. Get out of that city. Get out of that situation. Turn and run the other way. And don't even think about touching it. If you want to get away from trouble, as Joshua challenged them to do, that's what it takes. Finding number four. Joshua said, now stand. Stand. Verse 15 is a great passage. Joshua 24. Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods that your father served on the other side of the Jordan or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now dwell, then Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua was willing to stand. Joshua was willing to stand right there in front of those people and say, this is what I'm going to do regardless of what you do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Joshua laid down the challenge. He laid down the challenge to them to say, I'm standing right here on the principles of God's word. What are you going to do? What are you going to be? Who are you going to follow? Joshua could stand because he was prepared and ready. And he understood what it means to stand. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, Paul identified it this way. Watch, stand in the faith, be strong, be brave. When I was about to get on that ropes course, those are the kind of things I need to think about. Watch what you're doing. It's very important. Trust those who are leading you through the course. Trust 
the construction of the course. Trust the harness that you have. Be brave. Don't let them see you sweat. Don't get upset. Put on a good face. You'll get through it. Be strong. Hang on. Especially if you get to hang on to somebody who's really strong, like Ben was on that course. Stand. Our shepherds want us to stand. They want us to be in a place firmly set because that's what the faith demands. Joshua offered a challenge to his people. We offer a challenge to each other. We need to be fearless people. Fearless people who serve the Lord, running from trouble and standing where we should be. That's the challenge. It comes through the eons of time. And it's just as powerful now as it ever was back then. God calls us to this challenge. Are you willing to face it? Are you willing to take it? Are you willing to be one who can be challenged and face it and be victorious? It takes some doing, takes some effort. Tonight we're going to talk about how to face and handle a challenge. But for now... I know we can face the challenge because the Lord laid it out and it's all done and paid for, bought and paid for. Some people say, I'm going to obey God and I'm going to be one of his servants when I get my life straightened out, when I get everything like it ought to be. That's exactly the wrong way of looking at it because without the Lord, we can't get everything the way it needs to be. When I'm willing to be humble enough to submit to the Lord and let him help me get straightened out, then I'm willing to be a part of the family of God where that happens. If you're not a child of God today, if you're willing to be immersed into Jesus, and at that moment to find the strength and power to face the challenges that come to us every day as Christians, we're here to help you. If the challenges of life have beaten you down, uh, we want to offer a hand to help you up. Can we be of assistance to you spiritually today? Let us know while we stand and sing together.